Okay. Yes. So the context for me is I've really been thinking about Inspiral lately as a chain reaction of reciprocity. So you have this like critical mass of people helping each other out. And because I saw someone help someone, then I helped someone and then that made me offer another thing. And then that person requested the thing that I offered and you get this mutual aid happening. And um, sometimes, sometimes that's working really, really well. And sometimes it's that kind of goes a little bit quiet and then the energy comes back up again. And I think there are like sort of cultural, there's a cultural dimension to that. Like what are people's attitudes and beliefs about, reciprocity and then there's structures about it like how easy is it what's the friction involved in um helping someone mm. and and that's the like just at the moment that's kind of the framing of Inspiral that i'm most fascinated about is like how do you how do you start the chain reaction of reciprocity and micro solidarity becomes then a a design methodology for um, if you want to create something a bit inspiralish in your context, this is the design, this is the methodology to run, to discover your own local iteration, your lo local replication. That's um, kind of the framing I have in my brain at the moment. And so far in the last sort of year about of thinking and working on this, my sense is that the essential ingredient is having lots of places to practice and the what Inspiral calls pods and what microsolidarity calls crews is the the sort of essential building block practice space where you get to test out this reciprocity muscle and start to feel the culture and, and um yeah become yeah become enculturated in that spirit of, of mutuality and growth and intimacy and all that sort of stuff. So I'm just I predict that I'm just gonna be obsessed with pods for the next little while and document everything I can about how they work well. And so having you two have run a bunch of experiments in Inspiral on this topic, I just wanted to talk to you as persons rather than as official representatives about what have you learned so far. And um, the main, I, I only had three questions really. One was about what are the key ingredients of a good pod? Like how do you, how do you run a good one? Um, what, what have you learned about formation, like how people meet each other and become a pod? And then the sort of the meta role, the coordination role that you've been doing, what have you learned about, you know, you're sort of like a community coordinator. How do you, how has it been working together trying to stimulate more pods to form? Are those questions clearish? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's what I had in my mind, and I just wanted the, the um, opinionated, informal um, view of just like what's on top for you when you think about, like if you were riding the elevator up to the fourth floor and you were telling someone, oh, this is what you need to know to start your pod well, what's involved? I can take a first crack. Hmm? Nati's still waking up, I imagine. <laughs> Um, so the first thing I think is the shared intention, which is, you know, and I guess just the context for the recording too, is just like 
pods being one way of looking at a small group of people coming together and doing stuff together. And that might be um, doing a project. It might be just having fruitful conversation or generative conversation. And there's definitely this underlying um, culture of mutual support and care, um, supporting people to feel seen or that feeling mm -hmm. of belonging. And, um, you know, the, the biggest gravity in any small group is going to be that, what are we doing together? What's that shared intention? And people might hold different parts of it, or it might be slightly varied, but um, if they can name something that everybody's more or less in a similar direction, that's, I think, the key piece. Um, and from there, we start to look at kind of some of the, the principles, like there's things about having cadence um, or rhythm, how often are you meeting and, and making that regular, um, having a, a set time to stop and reflect on how it's going. Um, so kind of idea of like cycles or iterations. Um, so a number, there's a number of principles we could talk about. Um, but before I go further into that, or, or if Nati wants to chime in with some of those, I guess I'll just say like, I think what we see is groups do really well if they've got that shared intention, they name some protocols or values that they find important. Uh, and they might adopt, you know, one or two kind of like practices that they do regularly um, right. to move towards that intention. Um, you know, even this very simple act of like making an agenda in advance, you know, right. these are things that working groups or project oriented ones are doing especially. Um, but the ones that are more like professional and personal development oriented uh, we see a lot of them use project kitchens or case clinics or somebody in a hot seat sharing uh, a challenge or a question, something alive for them or attention for them in the group, yeah. supporting them to work through that. And there's a hundred models of that, but this is a, a practice that these we've seen used quite a lot in the different pods around Inspiral. So they seem to use some kind of gesture, some kind of uh, routine regularly has been something we've we've noticed can you um just give an example of what an intention might be like if, if there's a group you've got five people they meet every two weeks and they have some kind of conversations and then sometimes they do i call those coaching circles like case clinics and project kitchens and things um what's the intention that's an example of an intention that sits around that so the one we've been doing uh, for the EULA, the intention was to follow the EULA course uh, in a self-paced manner together, right, and learn together. Mm. So learn together about how to do this and practice it together inside Inspire. So that's a sort of really easy intention. There's others that are more about supporting each other on our personal development. So things that are more about, sometimes I call it the flavor, what is the flavor of this pod, what are we doing together yeah. kind of thing. Where does it come from? They is either the caller. So we have a person in Spiral that is the caller. That is the person that says, "Hey, I want to do a poll around this topic. Right. Is anyone interested?" 
either that or either a caller is like, I want a personal development call. I'm not really sure of the like details of the intention. So the group sets it up together right. when they have the first call. Right. They can talk about it, they can discuss it and see what fits everyone. Do you have enough insight yet to know, to have a sense of like, is one or the other method better, easier, different? Don't know? Not that I know of. I think there's, um, for, from the last survey, we had a few people that set up a, a stronger intention and we had a few pods that figured it out together when they met. And do you know about the practicalities of, on average, how many people are in a pod and how long do they last? We don't know how long they last as such, because there's still a few of the first round that are going. Um, some that have just kind of disintegrated uh, in, in the process. Um, in average, we have between four and five people okay. in the group. And that's kind of what we predicted uh, from the start, that's what our experience was, that that number works pretty well. Um, and the cadence, so how often they meet, is average of fortnightly or weekly, and it's between 60 and 90 minutes. Yeah. So it depends on the number of people as well. Yeah. It might be how long it needs to be. Um, a few other key things that we have heard is, um, of course, um, when people meet, they have they do a check in and a check out, and there's people probably know about that, or there's more details on about what that means. Um, and there's a rotation of facilitation. So even there might be one person that called the pod that said, "This is what I would like to do," and they put some energy into figuring out the first meeting, like when the first meeting is going to happen, try to coordinate with others, try to figure out the time, things like that. Then after that, the facilitation rotates among everyone in the group. And that is also a way to upskill people mm. on how to facilitate meetings. It's a little bit like practicing how to be a group, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. So you're not just getting to know another, people, another person in the network and you're not just, you know, working towards your intention. You're also learning how to collaborate with others in a smaller scale. And John, you mentioned uh, that it can be really helpful to, when you're starting to set a time where you're going to stop and reflect. Do you know anything about how those reflections, what they look like, how do they happen? Yeah, so we often talk about them as retrospectives because the agile methodology, but also freaking every, I think, <laughs> kind of framework for collaborating has some sort of debrief or reflection or some time where you stop, pause, take stock, and look at improvements. And, you know, the simplest ones being what was good, what could have been better, and what are we going to change? Hmm. And so, yeah, basically groups seem to do that, and they will oftentimes either make tweaks to what's going on, um, or in some cases, uh, I've also been part of a pod that chose to, to, all right, our time zones no longer match well enough. Somebody got a, a job on the one time that worked on the weekend. Um, and so we, we ended up dissolving that one. It's like um, a graceful moment to close. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that's one of my, um, resistances maybe to start a new group is 
it's awkward if the group doesn't quite work and how do you how do you get out of it how do you start yeah yeah for me that retrospective point is like i like to put it early on so i just started a new group and the eighth call we have a retrospective so it's like at that point we'll go i'm pretty confident we'll keep going but if anyone's really uncomfortable it's a really easy time for them to just like Mm, this isn't working for me or like thank you that was a great time and now I'm off yeah enough yeah rather than feeling this like lurking infinite obligation like oh I have to stay okay we're married <laughs> mm. yeah so yeah. the perspective is the point where you can open up to those you know you know you can normally in my thoughts we added the piece in each retrospective to say okay this this time that we spend is over and now it starts a new one do we want to keep on going do we want to stop if we want to keep on going what is the new cadence what is the new intention so it's a it's a time to reset yeah my very first pod went without naming them at first and it wasn't a project oriented group so i feel like if you've got a project kind of those milestones um are easier to notice um, there becomes a natural point for reflection after you accomplish something often. Yeah. But with that first one, I think the, the s- strong feedback from at least two people was just like, just didn't know where I was in this and like, didn't know when, yeah, felt kind of lost in it a little bit or that, yeah, felt like there wasn't the inertia to be able to make changes or something of this nature. Um, I haven't had that with everyone though. Also, there's another one that, you know, we'll name, uh, in three sessions, we should probably have a retrospective, but we could go probably four or five without it as well. Um, so it does depend, but, um, it does seem to give some people a sense of like, okay, cool. I can like see a season of this and I can fit it into my life. Um, rather than it being like, whoa, how far out are we looking here? (laughs) Yeah, so the first, the, one of the first ones I did, we followed, um, we had some modules that we followed, we follow a, a particular um, structure that had sessions and it was the same, it was like seven sessions and on the eighth we stopped and reflected and we figured out if we wanted to keep on going or not. Yeah. And uh, in both of those, we decided to keep on going, we just changed the format okay. after it. Um, so yeah, still having from the start that time frame at least to know when you're going to check if you want to keep on going, it seems very important. I'm quite interested in those uh, that sequence over the course of what well, seven weeks. Like mm-hmm. I think of it as like a conversational menu where you sit down at the table and it's like someone has done that. You know, there's kind of like a conversational chef who has prepared this menu for you, and you you get to select like. Ah, and it's got some, you know, some, I don't know, something about your values and something about your desires and like, what are you learning about? And these kind of questions that guide you in the right direction. So I'd like us to like have a really juicy stack of these menus that people can try mm-hmm. in their, in their groups. And there are a few on the handbook mm-hmm. uh, for entitlement thoughts. Cool. Yeah. Uh, John, cause I'm more um, biased towards having a stronger structure, uh, something that people can follow. And there's this, okay, you know, the first call is about these, the second is about that kind of thing. 
but I know that you've been in few pots that don't have that stronger of a structure. What helps in that case to maintain a rhythm and to keep on going? I think we definitely said we want a structure. And so we definitely took the time to propose one, discuss it, decide this is good for us. Um, it did, it was nice because we adapted as we went. I think the one benefit of it being like part of the time together was that people then also felt a lot of ownership of it and like, oh, we can rip this up and, and do something different. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really enjoyable. But yeah, I think it's just knowing that there will be a little bit of time around process and thinking about either ways to to cheerlead through that or to make it fun and amusing, uh, which seem to be good strategies to get through uh, process, which can sometimes feel heavy, but. Do you have like prizes for best contribution to the proposal? Um, but the question was about how, so in the inspiral context, yeah. you know, you have between one and 200 people and some of them want to coalesce or crystallize into these pods like, what have we learned so far about that formation process? How do people find each other? Yeah, so I think your your two questions, your other two questions are in a way they're related to me. Sure. Because we, so John and I were part of the working group that sets up the the cadence for group called formation, right? We're about like to launch the second one. Um, How many people are in your working group? Uh, we're three at the moment. We were four just still recently. And we have like an external kind of advisor supported sometimes. Okay. Uh, and so what we have figured out so far is that every three months, more or less, we'll set up a, there's a thread on Lumio that says, hey, this is a new, um, yeah, there's a new moment, season? a new season for pods, yeah, if you want to call it. Um, if you want to be in Nepal, then there's like, we opened a window of two weeks for people to um, put a comment on the thread and say what is the intention that they have, if they have one, or more or less what is their desire, um, what they're looking for, if they want to be a caller or not, what time zone they are. Because one of the pains that we heard again and again is that, you know, trying to schedule between different time zones could be really hard. And um, from there is basically just a conversation on the thread, people find each other. Mm. Uh, we handhold a little bit. We're trying to find the, the right balance between handholding and letting people uh, self-organize. The first round, yeah, took a little bit longer. We are still iterating on the process. So we're figuring out what works better. Uh, we're gonna try this one, see how it goes. And then we collect the information of the people and we start um, populating a spreadsheet so it's a bit easier to access the information and for us to know who's in, where and who's connected and who's not. Yeah. Maybe we'll reach out you know, once in a while on the thread and put extra comments or encourage people or even reach out to people that want to be a caller to see if they already found people. And then from their own, they figure it out, like they have to set up their own meeting, yeah. the first meeting and figure out the rest. And so when you're mid-season, are you providing any support or reminders or 
prompts or anything into the group? Yes. Oh, so yes, we um, later on we just encourage people to share the results of their retros. So we encourage so people to have retros. Yes, in the middle we don't really do much at all. We just yeah, check that first... people are actually meeting. Our first, so we're only one experiment in, in terms of supporting a network to do this, where there's, we managed to get uh, 12, there's some 12 pods that formed, maybe a couple more that we didn't count, and some 35 unique participants across those. Some people were in a couple of pods. And so we did a, a midway check-in, was kind of just, kind of through that lens of self-organizing and supporting one another and not holding all the leadership ourselves. Tried to get the conversation going to support one another. We didn't get a lot of action around it. Um, one key thing for people listening in is Inspiral is a global network. We have some hubs of, that have multiple IRVR members, but pretty much these things are happening by video calls, which is hence the time zones consideration. Um, so yeah, that's also how kind of like our check-ins have been. And so one of the interesting learnings from this one was, uh, a lot of the pods that formed, well, maybe three or four, at least that I could name off the top of my head, got energy from an in-person gathering that we hosted. We had our big summer retreat. And so one of the things that we're aiming to do is orient when we invite people to form up, either start one or join one, is around times where we're, we're meeting in person. And I think we're kind of continuing to look for, yeah, where's the opportunities for us to like get the human connection first so people can hmm. actually get a sense for the vibe probably moreover, although the explicit thing you can name is what's that person's intention of the pod that they wanna start which can hopefully uncover a bit more of like, oh, would I like being in a group with this person over like three months or something? Um, something that I want to try, it's been obvious to me that these kind of, like the Inspiral retreats, these kind of gatherings where you spend a few days together and you, and you build this trust and some kind of energy, some kind of shared connection and enthusiasm and passion and stuff. Um, it's, it's obvious to me that those kind of gatherings have some crucial role to play in transforming culture. And it's also obvious to me that it's really common to go to an event like that, almost get intoxicated by that, the sweetness of, of being surrounded by like-minded folks that are really open-hearted and then have this horrible hangover like two weeks later when you realize your life is just the way it always was. And um, that, that little brief, that brief moment of intoxication then in, in retrospect looks like, oh, I was just drunk, you know, like it wasn't actually transformative. It just felt really cool. And so <laughs> what I want to try, I don't know if you've shared that experience, but that's how, that's how it strikes me sometimes. Um, and so what I want to try is like, while we're in the gathering, while we're in the peak of it, to, to announce that, hey, you know, fast forward in your imagination a month and you, you might be feeling isolated or alone. So part of your job while you're here is to find, find your crewmates, find people to, that you want to um, hold on to each other until the next gathering, you know, that, um, and that this provides a kind of form a form for people that holds them between the, these intense gatherings. And that's what we're going to try. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so then that means season three is going to start at the, at the uh, next gathering. Yeah, at the next, well, or, or right maybe, after. Maybe yes. Yeah. So there's going to be some sessions at the gathering 
I'm not going to be there, unfortunately, but uh, there's going to be probably well, at least one session about pods for people to have a better sense and what, what, what works, what doesn't, like a little intro. And then um, there's going to be probably a space where people can say, I would like to do a pod. This is what I would like to do or I would like to join pods. And right after that, we're also going to have a Lumio engagement. So a, an asynchronous online engagement for people that haven't been in there in the gathering that are in the network to still be able to join right. any pod that is forming or to propose other things. Yeah. But we know that after the gatherings is when there's a peak of engagement yeah. online as yeah. well with, from the community. Yeah. So we want to use that momentum to get people more engaged. And I guess maybe at a gathering you might meet two or three people and that becomes mm -hmm. the nucleus yeah. and then some other people we haven't met yet from the network would plug onto that yeah. when you make that asynchronous call. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we'll try. Yeah. Next one. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone shows up mid-season and says, hey, I'm new here and I'd like to join a pod, would you just say wait till the next season? Uh, potentially, yes. Or We could check and say, is there any pod that is open hmm. to receive new members or not? Also, it might be that because we're starting <clears throat> the new round now <clears throat> and the gathering is in three months, more or less, it could be that by then there's spots that are still going, but it could be like a refresh yeah. uh, start. So it yeah. could be a moment where they are, maybe they are open to welcome others, maybe they're not, but at least they can announce it at the gathering or at the next one. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I think one interesting thing that I don't even know if we've talked much about in our, our pods working group is that it seems like it'll be interesting to see how we manage to, to um, nourish and cultivate a community around the pods or between the different pods. Because it seems like, and it makes sense, you know, we support people to get into the pods and then the attention is in the center of those small groups. So even asking uh, who's got an opening, like there's not, I think, a lot of attention for that because most of them are thinking about their pods and not about the, the wider field of it. Um, and it's been interesting. We've, you know, we've gotten some data through survey and we've also like gotten some people into conversation with us, but not much of group conversation across the pods. Um, a lot of the the qualitative or like deep conversation around it has been relationships we have and they're interested to talk to us as a working group to see how they can do their pods better um or they're interested in improving the process but not that sort of cross communication so yeah kind of interesting to see i guess that leans me away from the sort of like join in the middle sort of thing because it kind of seems like right now the gravity immediately becomes quite strong in the small groups as opposed to um, I think what we hope eventually is that there is some energy across the callers to be sharing learnings. I think that's how we'll all improve. But um, yeah, for right now, I think it feels like get them into the groups and then they're off on the ride. <laughs> yeah, and we have talked in the past about having a meta crew um, that is not just, well, in a way, we as a working group, we are a meta crew because we are a pod as well in a way and we're supporting these other pods. But having um, pods where people can just join in from different pods and just the, the intention of that pod will be to share some 
lessons and to have a little check-in and have a sense of how other pods are doing mm. and, and how can you support each other. But we haven't got into yeah, testing that out yet. I guess at the, at the first season, quite a lot of people are just enjoying their group yeah. and they're maybe not excited about the form of pods. They're just like having a nice bunch of relationships and um, they might not have this sort of big vision of like how these pods are going to enrich the whole community or play a role in social change or anything like that. And yeah, I think it's, it's going to take a little while as well for the network to, um, to learn this new rhythm yeah. and to learn this new form. Yeah. It's something fairly new that is happening. So it's a bit of a, it hasn't even been a rhythm of it. Yeah, yet, you have to do right? a few times so, before it's a rhythm, right? Yeah. So there's, um, yeah, it's something new. So I'm hoping that with time, it's going to be more recurring and it's going to be some added layers that we can put on top of it. It's just that you're describing this thing where there's like a hub, you have a hub, and then you've got all these spokes, which each one is a crew. And um, that basically means the people in the middle are either going to have to get paid or they're going to have to volunteer to run that system, I think. You know, it's like this, this kind of like, yes. it seems like you're pouring energy in to keep the system running and it's not completely self-stoking it. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, we're volunteering yeah. for the network to do this. That seems like a, a startup phase rather than a totally thriving chain reaction phase. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you for your service. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, that feels really useful to me and like just dense and full of insight. Are there other things that are bubbling that you're like, oh, this thing is crucial? Otherwise, I can just tune in with you again in six months' time and we'll see what else has um, come up from your experimentation. Yeah. I mean, one thing is maybe to, um, you know, we have a few uh, quotes and things that we heard and definitely one thing that is obvious is that it is very useful for people, like what we've been doing. There's spaces for people, especially for new contributors to the network to connect and feel more uh, engaged and feel that they're a part of it Mm. instead of just being a little bit on the outsides and to connect with others in a more like in a deeper, more meaningful way. Some people have got a lot of value out of uh, sharing their projects and uh, talking to others. Like we heard, I think we heard from a person that they decided to change their job or uh, something like that, not John? Uh, Yeah, I was with a participant who basically through the group was like, yeah, I'm going to go and like, talked to my boss about having more leadership and basically having more ownership over these responsibilities and over the the changes that are being made. And uh, yeah, came back and they were like, oh yeah, from that call that we had talking about this issue, I went and, and now I have these new responsibilities. Like my boss was receptive and Sweet. it was really cool. Like took a, took a meaningful step forward. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess what brings me to this work in general. It's just like, this is in one way how we can support each other to take the next step, whether it's with that project or, or just in our lives, in our relationships and things like that. Um, hoping that it can, can ripple outwards. And yeah, I guess I'd just direct people towards the guide to check out some different, um, yeah, from the overarching formats that you can use down to the little granular rituals or like, 
kind of ingredients that you can put a recipe together that would work for you, your group and yeah, eager to hear what people share back um, with us at Inspiral and share across. Cool. Thanks for talking with me. Thank you for asking. Thanks. I'm going to stop.